Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to a workshop that I am hosting the first week of June. This workshop is going to focus entirely on digital marketing. And the goal of this workshop is to help you bust through the confusion and overwhelm so that you can conquer digital marketing and grow your flower business. I am going to share with you in this workshop my step-by-step framework for leveraging digital marketing as a florist, and you will walk away with a personalized blueprint, clear action plan so that you know exactly where to focus your time, effort, and energy. And we're going to dive into understanding the most efficient and effective advertising platforms for you to market your business, how to leverage social media, and exactly where to prioritize your spending so that you can get your business in front of your dream customers. This workshop is being hosted online. Yes, if you can't join me live, there will be a video replay so that you can play catch up in your own time. I will leave the link to sign up to this workshop in the show notes so that you can grab your spot today. And then you get to join me on Zoom and we get to workshop your digital marketing plan and you get to make the most of the rest of 2024. So I would love to see you there. And I am so incredibly excited to host this workshop, share my process with you and make sure that you are crystal clear on exactly what to do to get found by those dream customers. So visit the link in the show notes, grab your spot today, and I will see you at the workshop. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts, and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. So we have just changed our clocks back here in the Northern Hemisphere, the Northern Hemisphere of Canada land. (laughs) Yesterday at approximately 2.30, 2.30 in the afternoon. I'll just, just to clarify, 2.30 in the afternoon. We have in our driveway, one of those like automatic sensor lights that turns on at a certain level of darkness. The light was installed before we bought this house and The woman who lived here before was very conscientious around security and wanted to have high visibility. So awesome feature to have sensor lights on when there's a certain level of darkness. (laughs) Except yesterday, we were driving out of the driveway, pulling out of the driveway, and Sloan pointed out (laughs) that the light was on at 2.30 in the afternoon because it's so dang dark. (laughs) Like all I all I can do is continue to find humor, continue to smile at what it's like to live to live above the 49th parallel. 
And I do remember when I was a kid coming home from school and I'd go to dance class. And then by the time I was going home, it was always dark. So hopefully this season will pass. But don't mind me if for the next, what, like 12 weeks, 12, 16 weeks, somebody could time it and then send me a message. How many weeks am I going to talk about the darkness? But it's such a good reminder, such a good reminder for every single one of us. Every single one of us gets to control our own schedule. So if you happen to have moved from a sunny place to a place that gets a little bit less light, remember to go outside during the daylight hours. It's completely fine to totally rejig your schedule. And we are going out of our way to get any sort of natural light exposure that we can. And alas, here we are. Here we are, my friends. And now that you've had the latest weather update, <laughs> like we could do like a weather broadcast. Weather conditions. Victoria, British Columbia, Canada today. Mild, cloudy, dark. <laughs> okay, I wanted to do a bit of a, I don't know whether you want to call it a deep dive, recalibration. I wanted to share a few ideas and a new way that I have been thinking about our website. And I know for so many florists, and I have been talking to so many florists in the last few weeks about the struggles and the frustrations of building a website, which is completely normal. And I wanted to just talk through my new thought process in terms of our website and very specifically about how to think about creating your website and getting a website that helps your business work. And one of the biggest behaviors or the biggest assumptions, the biggest thoughts that I see florists make when it comes to creating a website is it feels like this big mammoth behemoth to do on your to-do list, right? It's like, oh, I need to go out and I need to make sure I get my website sorted. Like it's just this one line item, except it's this giant line item and this massive undertaking. And it's one of those things where we're so easy to say, oh yeah, I need to get my website done, right? So we're either very dismissive of it. And it's just this one line item on our to do list, or it's this idea of it's so big, I don't even know where to begin. And I want to just share with you my thought process in the hopes that it will help you understand a different way to approach your website. And I absolutely used to think that it was like, oh, I need to make sure I post to Instagram. Oh, I need to make sure that I get my website sorted, right? In my to-do list, they were of equal value. But recently, and particularly in the last year, I've been looking at our website as, I think the term that most people would use is like linchpin, but I've been thinking of it as like, that is the center cog in the wheel of our business, so instead of it being this like add-on or this thing in addition to everything else on your to-do list, it actually can become the heart of your business and it's there to help your business run smoother and it's actually there to help your job and to make your job easier. 
And I know if you're in the first stages of building your website, you're going to be like, Kathleen, that's funny because this is so freaking frustrating. That's true. But I want you to think about when you're looking at your website or you're envisioning your dream website, whether you're working with somebody, whether you are paying for one of the platforms, whether you've hired somebody or whether you're doing it yourself, that doesn't matter. But how you approach this from a strategy point of view and how to think about building your website can be super helpful in enabling you to look at the time that you're investing in building your website as that, as truly an investment in your business. So instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm wasting so much time trying to get my homepage sorted or trying to figure out how to get my online catalog sorted or trying to sort through my SEO checklist or trying to sort through my about page, think of every minute that you're spending on your website as an investment in your future. And I know that that sounds very big and lofty, but I wanted to go through a bunch of different examples just to give you some concrete ways to think about your website. And the first one being the reason why you're building a website is to make your marketing easier. This isn't something that's like over and above, right? This is something that's actually there to help you get exposure to help you get free organic reach with your audience and to help you get found. So the whole reason that a business has a website is number one, it's a marketing tool. So very similarly to the way that we used to pay for ads in yellow pages, or you might have paid for a print ad, or maybe you're paying for a listing in your business at one of those networking events. Just like paying for advertising, you get to invest your time in building your website so that you can continue to grow and gain exposure. And particularly with where our industry has gone in the last few years, for us, our most valuable customers, our best customers, and my dream customer is searching for a florist online. So that I know for our business, when it comes to thinking about our website, for me, that is at the very, very, very top of my marketing plan. It's the single most important thing I can be doing to help build my business. And for every minute that I invest in my website, I know that that's going to continue to pay off in the future. So really thinking about the time and the money that you're investing in your website as a way to expand expose your business to more customers. Because one of the things to remember about selling flowers and doing weddings is that every new day, there's a whole new group of customers who are just starting on their journey. Somebody is just about to get engaged. And that means that next week, they're going to be googling Chicago florist, or somebody wants to send flowers as uh, I'm thinking of you, I'm so sorry for your loss, and they want to send flowers tomorrow there's always a new opportunity. So thinking about that as this way to make your marketing machine so much easier. So instead of feeling like your website is just this thing that's taking up space on your to-do list, shifting your perspective and looking at it and going, okay, I am investing my time so that it can turn into an always-on marketing strategy. 
and you get to win the always on marketing strategy from a search engine perspective, because there's always going to be new customers coming in and going, I need a florist in Chicago. So priority number one is making sure that you're looking at your website from a marketing perspective. Number two, using your website to help generate sales. One thing that I have found super helpful for me is to delineate between marketing and sales. And if you've ever worked in corporate marketing or you've ever worked in big fancy sales jobs, you will know that there is a lot of tug of war (laughs) between the marketing department and the sales department. But it's actually super helpful to separate these two steps in the customer journey. Because in its simplest form, marketing is about getting eyeballs. Marketing is about getting exposure. Sales is the process that you get your customer to go through for the actual payment. So instead of feeling like it needs to all be lumped into one giant activity, thinking about, okay, what does my website look like from a marketing point of view? Am I getting exposure? Are new people landing on my website? Are new eyeballs landing on my website? Are new people finding my business? And then when those new people are finding your business, is it easy for them to know how to inquire, how to order, how to sign up to a subscription, how to book into that workshop, how to buy a Christmas wreath? and thinking about those two things separately. So this is where my thinking has changed dramatically in the last few years, because it's been so helpful. If you're anything like me, and you're not the most confident at answering the phone, (laughs) and you also just kind of don't like answering the phone, I have really doubled down on thinking, okay, now, I want to, and I'm going to prioritize having my customers get on our website and that's how they're going to order flowers. I want our ideal brides, if they're getting married, I want them to get on our website and I want them to go through the customer journey that I have mapped out for them. In many cases, they don't necessarily know that that's a journey that they're going on, but I do and I want to prioritize having my customers filter through the content on my website so that I know that when the email comes in, when the order comes in, when the phone does ring, that they are pre-qualified leads. So one of the biggest mistakes I made early on, particularly when it came to wedding inquiries, but also in taking flower orders, was assuming that my job was to say yes to whatever the customer wanted and not recognizing that I can use my content, I can use my website, and I can use the customer journey that you take your clients through as a way to vet your customers. Because if somebody is looking for something very prescriptive, very specific, and very like, I need you to replicate this exact thing, then realistically, I am probably not a good fit for them. They are going to probably be paying more money than they need to or than than they want to for the end result. And I don't want to offer up that kind of customer service experience anymore. Like it's just not a good fit. So I love thinking about my website as a way to help vet customers. So for example, if a client is getting married and they have a budget of $500, I already have content on my website that shows them what they can get for their $500 
investment so that they don't have to wait for a consultation. They don't have to wait to hear back from an email. They don't even have to talk to me on the phone. It's literally at their fingertips. Very similar experience for somebody who's looking for a flower delivery. They are wanting to understand how this whole process works. How much money do I need to spend? What's in season? All of that content is on our website so that it's super easy for them to find us, navigate the catalog, and decide almost immediately if we're a good fit for them or we're not. Instead of feeling like I have to waste all this time on the phone or going back and forth with all these emails. So really looking at the customer journey that you set up on your website from a sales point of view and going, is this helping me save my own time in the future? Or do I feel like I'm navigating all of these inquiries, having to repeat all of this information to my clients all of the time? And that sales category is one of those amazing shortcuts, particularly in today's online florist experience, because it's so easy, (laughs) so easy to overlook this step in the process. And I did it for the longest time. So I was convinced that, oh my gosh, okay, well, the inquiries come in and I was totally operating from that scarcity perspective and thinking, well, I need to do whatever I can to get the order. Whatever I could do to get the order is what I would do not believing in abundance, not believing that there's enough customers out there to pay the bills, not recognizing that tomorrow there's a whole other group of customers that are going to come my way. So really looking at the content and the customer journey flow on your website and going, is this helping me move my customer towards the payment part of the process without you having to spend a huge amount of additional time, a huge amount of effort, just navigating one inquiry at a time, right? It's this idea of really actually scaling your sales process so that it's simpler. The right customers will know exactly what to do next and the wrong customers will move on to another business. Number three, building your brand. And this is one of those really long-term strategies in your business. And if you've ever thought about buying somebody else's business, or if you're at that point, or you're even just seeding the thought of like, I want to set myself up so that I can sell my business in the future. This is one of those amazing things just to keep in the back of your head when you're looking at your website and going, okay, is this helping me build the brand and build the vision that I want to have in my business? So it's way beyond just the functionality, but way more about the vibe and the emotional connection that you create on your website. And this is truly like so much about the experience and the emotion that you're providing on your website, as much as it is about like the actual functionality and checkout process. And if you've ever sat down with an accountant to look at a balance sheet or a profit and loss statement and been like, okay, well, I'm thinking about buying that flower shop. There's going to be a line item on that asset sheet that literally talks about goodwill. That's where the brand and the business's brand sits. It's this, in my opinion, somewhat vague (laughs) definition of What is the kind of attributed value of the non-tangible aspects of a business? And this is where like an accountant will be able to come in and share their experience and share their expertise with you. But building a website, and the way I like to think about it is like 
that punches above its weight. And this is the difference between you being in complete control of the website that you're creating and you deciding to work with a relay network. Because when you work with a relay network, there isn't necessarily, does depend on who you're working with, but there isn't necessarily a huge amount of opportunity to build that emotional connection with your customer. So really thinking about the different experiences, the different levels of content, how you tell your story, the aesthetic of the typefaces and the color values and the additional visual identity components and how you tell your story and where you show up on your website as ways to build your brand so that you can build more of an emotional connection with your clients so that you're not attracting the price shoppers. So the whole experience of being able to build a brand through your website is one of the easiest ways to separate yourself from the competition. And it's one of the best ways to stop worrying about chasing all of the price shoppers, which leads me to point number four. If you feel like in your business right now, you are getting inundated by customers who are just looking for the cheapest option, look at your website and ask yourself where you can level up. And this is one of those things where you kind of just have to come at your website with completely fresh eyes. And it can be super helpful to have somebody else looking at your website and somebody else whose opinion you value. But looking at your website going, hey, I need an honest opinion. Am I playing small? Am I playing scared? Is it time for me to level up? And if any of that resonates with you, then you know that the answer is yes. <laughs> Love, like when I get called out to be like, Kathleen, you're totally coming from scarcity thinking. Kathleen, you're totally coming from fear. Kathleen, you're totally coming from thinking small and just being afraid. And I'll be like, yes, I am. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to throw up, but let's sit down and do a revamp. Let's invest in the brand shoot. Let's level up the images. Let's get our pricing sorted and let's just embrace the discomfort. So if you feel like your business is constantly being inundated with price shoppers, getting your website as a way to vet and a way to filter through those price shoppers is so helpful. And I first discovered this when I wrote that blog post around how much do wedding flowers cost. And having a super helpful tool, right? This was one of the first steps that I took in our business when I kept getting all these inquiries and I was spending all of this time on consultations and my close rate was atrocious. <laughs> so bad, so bad. But one thing that I did, because it really helped me from a mindset perspective, but it also helped my customers from an information perspective and enabling them to make empowered decisions, was I sat down and I just wrote a blog post that broke down five different budget price points. So what does $1,000 get you? What does $5,000 get you? What does $10,000 get you? What does $15,000 get you? What does $25,000 get you? Right? Like pick five price points where you can just create a very simple list for your customers in terms of what usually is included at that kind of price point. And we all know that it is not that simple, like no two weddings that you create are going to be exactly the same, but it is super helpful. 
if you were going to get your kitchen renovated, if you had a budget of $10,000, it would be so helpful if you could find an interior designer or a contractor who had a blog post on their website that says, here's what a $10,000 kitchen renovation kind of looks like. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it just paints enough of a picture for you as the client going like, oh, wow, it's that information that then actually helps build trust that then actually helps you get the booking without you actually having to put in all the time and energy and all of the work. Which leads me to point number five, building a website that helps you attract and repel the right kinds of customers. So this totally ties into the navigating price shoppers experience, because if you feel like you're just constantly being inundated by customers looking for the lowest priced option, I love I love pointing our customers to our website and I love for me (laughs) truly the satisfaction of just yesterday we had an email from a woman who wanted to send flowers and I literally was like yeah completely understand I also intuitively knew by the words that she used in her email I was like she's not going to order from us and it doesn't matter because today there's going to be a whole new group of customers coming my way and It is so helpful to remember, not every customer is going to order from you. You don't have to say yes to every client that comes your way, but setting up your website so that it can become almost like that traffic manager for you. This idea of thinking, okay, it's going to make it really easy for my customers to find the information that they're looking for. It's going to help the price shoppers know that we're not the right business for them. And it's actually going to save me time. So if you're sitting there looking at your to-do list right now and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is such a massive undertaking. The thing that's been really helpful for me is one, breaking it down into smaller pieces. Two, looking at this as an investment in your time that you get to leverage over time. So if you spend one hour on your website today, that's going to save you 10 hours in the future. Instead of looking at your website as something else that's over and above everything else that you're doing, instead look at your website and go, okay, where else can this help me save time? So something else that we've started to add onto our website, and so many of you have started to do this, which is so smart, but having an always on job application form on your website. So if you are at that point in your business where you're expanding your team and you're scaling your business and you want to have a good number of resumes, you want to have people actually actively applying to your business, even if you're not hiring right now, this is so incredibly helpful. So on your website, you can actually have a page that talks about working with us. Then you can have a button that links over to a type form or even a Google form or whichever form software you want to use. It could even be an Airtable, but linking over to a form where they can apply 24-7. So I actually picked up this system from McDonald's because they have an always on application process. They're always looking for new applicants. So instead of having that panic set in for massive wedding season or Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or Christmas, if you set up an always on application form on your website, it's going to save you as the head of HR and the business owner so much time in the future. And you can start to build up this library, build up this repertoire of amazing human beings who 
want to work for you so that you can have them on call. Like you could have a five or a 10 minute Zoom meeting with them, a 20 minute Zoom meeting with them and say, hey, I'd love to keep your CV on file. Not quite sure exactly when we'll be able to bring you on, but just being able to have them kind of on call such a smart strategy. So it's these ideas of thinking about how can I create a website that's going to actually help me leverage my time in the future. So it isn't just about the time you're spending today, but it's about the time that you get to save in the future. So if your website is there and you're investing a huge amount of time right now, thinking about how can I set up the system and the content on my website so that in the future, it's actually saving me time. And when we think about looking at our websites, it's one of the best investments you can make in your business. It's not a cost, it's an investment. Because if you invested $10,000 to get your website leveled up this year, imagine how much time that can save you in the future. And because you're saving time, in the future, you're actually then able to reinvest that time in other things, which is inevitably going to help you make more money. So really thinking about whether you're investing that $10,000 in your website right now, or you're investing 10,000 hours or a thousand hours or a hundred hours or 10 minutes, but looking at your website, instead of feeling like, oh, this is another thing on my to-do list, shift your perspective. And think about, okay, if I could spend 15 minutes sorting out this one thing on my website today, that's going to save me 15 hours in the future. So this truly is the definition of leverage and putting the time in to get it sorted so that the system is then working for you. So creating a website that actually works for your flower business. And instead of it just having it as this static piece of stuff this is taking up space on the interwebs going is my website helping me gain exposure is it helping me get found is it helping me streamline my sales process is it helping me navigate price shoppers is it helping me attract the right kinds of customers and repel the wrong kinds of customers is my website in the long run helping me save time is my website helping me create more money When you can look at your website from that perspective, it's so much more helpful because it can be this thing that you constantly come back to and reiterate and revise and change and update as opposed to check the box. I got my website sorted and I please don't make me ever look at that again. (laughs) And I had this vision once. If you have a shop front, you'll know what I mean and how much time, (laughs) how much time and energy it takes to just physically run a shop front. Not even if there's a customer in there, you don't even need to have a flower in there. But the actual maintenance of sweeping the floor, cleaning the floor, tidying everything up, making sure everything has a home, organizing everything, cleaning the front window, changing the front window display, making sure that the customers aren't going to trip over that weird ledge that the landlord put in here, making sure that the handrail isn't covered, making sure that the open sign is clear, making sure that people know that they can come in, even if you've, you know, it's freezing cold outside and the door is closed, making sure that it looks inviting and all of the time and energy that we invest in making a shopfront look appetizing and appealing and inviting. Even if you spent 10% of that amount of time looking at your website, it's one of the single best investments you can make because it can be there 24 seven. 
and it can give you exposure for customers around the world. So my challenge to you, my friends, is if you feel like your website isn't working in your business, think about one thing. You just have to do one thing that you could do today to level up and make it better. Because one of the things that's been really helpful for me is recognizing that our website is a forever work in progress. Google algorithm is constantly updating. WordPress, which is the platform we're using, is constantly updating. Stripe is making new payment system thingamajingos for their backend. Like technology is constantly evolving and shifting and changing. Let alone every time you have that internal mindset level up, you're going to want to do a revamp on your website because all of a sudden you're going to be like, my sites are so much bigger and bolder and my website isn't reaching at that level. Totally normal. (laughs) That's the human experience. But this idea of thinking, what's one thing, one thing you could do on your website today that will help you leverage your time in the future? I hope that this has been helpful. Go out there, make some money, my friends. Drive safe, drink your water, eat your vegetables and get some sleep. Have the most amazing week. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.